I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. I'm a substitute for another guy, everybody. Welcome to the Football Ramble. Morocco made history and so did Gonzalo Ramos. It's Wednesday, 7th of December. I'm Marcus Spella. I'm Luke Moore. And I'm Pete Donaldson. Hello, everybody. <laughs> it's football ramble time. We've got a lull, a World Cup lull. I don't hands. like it. Where's the football no, gone, mummy? Oh, it's a few days away. I went on footy on TV, yeah. the, where I check out where the football is on the TV, uh-huh. and there was no football in the World Cup. What else does that website Shitty do? Shitty little friendlies. <laughs> you can you can just um, go onto the BBC or the RTV. It's all on terrestrial now. I know, but I like... Yeah, but generally, if I want to see a... The man's a, a got a routine. In the, in don't the just League. spoil it. Yeah, I, um, mm. my, my, the, the, I was saying to you guys earlier... The other day, I was looking forward to some hot, piping hot World Cup action. Right. And uh, I realised, because I got an alert on my phone, that Portsmouth were on the TV playing a league game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Got beat. Of course they did. I thought, I, I, why are they doing this to me? Was it last weekend that Millwall played Sunderland? Yeah, Portsmouth played Wickham. Yeah, I, I, I like it. I can't tell you mm. how dis- disaffecting it is to have to watch your team, who <laughs> are mostly shit, <clears throat> Lose a league game mm-hmm. in the middle of a World Cup. Well, what yeah. is it's everybody like a change in the, in the natural order of things? Is everybody tuning into the FA Cup tonight? Stockport County versus Charlton Athletic. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, 100%. I, yeah. I, and also, I can't deal with the World Cup and Christmas hangovers. Oh, I can't right. like. I just the, the the you know. I've got things to do. As if you never you never used to get a hangover in the summer, though. No. no. <laughs> It's a walking hangover. Yeah. Well, we have to wait until 3 p.m. on Friday, of course. Yeah. Mm. For the uh, first quarter finale. Um, mm. But the second round has finished, uh, and that is over. And it, as you said, this is the time when you kind of go, "Oh no, we're, we're losing the World Cup." <laughs> yeah. Because um, you, you, when you look for, <clears throat> when you look forward to the World Cup, you in your mind you're thinking, "Right, it's going to be three games, or yeah. in this case, obviously four games." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every day. That's right. But it isn't. Well, it's only it, for the first phase. Yeah, because mm. it's like when you go on holiday and you arrive, then you ah, this is this is brilliant. We, we look at where we are, and there's the sun, and there's where, whatever. There's the beach, and there's there's mm. all sorts. Mm. And then, of course, when you get over the halfway point, and you can. See the and you start planning the trip back to the airport and so oh, yeah. on. Oh, yeah, it starts to set in a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But you uh-huh. get to come back and work with us. Yeah, yeah well, it, it doesn't happen to me. No, of course. In fact, I love it. I'm like, oh, thank goodness, this crappy holiday's over. Let's get back un- to the boys. Very understanding and empathetic of you to understand what other normal people go through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you should see my apartment in Doha. Um, <laughs> but without further ado, gentlemen, uh, Spain nil, Morocco nil, uh, three nil on penalties. They are so fucking good. Oh my goodness, Morocco! It's, it's one of those World Cup moments you sort of got, like you will remember where you were, I think. And I was on a train and I managed to get 4G connection. Yes. I was so pleased with that. And, That's nice. Uh, and I mm. spilled pomegranate juice all over uh-huh. the floor. And I uh, and it was just the fucking best. Well, well, you, were you, were you the football to, started. Were you, you off to the famous uh, Edgware Road in central London <laughs> where reams of uh, Moroccan people out on the streets. Yeah, right, you look right, at that yeah. and I think, is that Rabat? No, blimey, that's just <laughs> up the road. There's also <laughs> get involved. I think there's also almost a million Moroccans living in Spain. Yes, of course. So well, they were, uh, they, I mean, they, the history between those two. Yeah. Well, they're neighbours. <clears throat> they are neighbours. Because yeah. one of the... when good neighbours become good penalty shootout victims. Hey, let him do it because he's actually got a bit of trivia about Morocco and Spain. Yeah, well, okay. it's, it's, listen, you say this piece of trivia quite a lot to us. It's one of, and you can contextually do it on the show right now. Okay. Thank you, sir. Don't mess it up, Peter. How many countries border Spain? Portugal and France. Right. And people go, ah, three. Andorra. And you go, no, four. Yeah. Because there is an enclave of Spain that borders Morocco. Oh, I didn't know that. It's the only land border the EU shares with Africa. So they are literal neighbours, everybody. Thank you very much, everyone. And we'll see you tomorrow. Why why (laughs) have they never fucking played each other? (laughs) Well, I think they have. They played in the last World Cup, didn't they? Yeah, but then before that, like, never. I think the last time was like the How far have we got to go back? (laughs) Yeah, honestly, it was like the 50s or the 60s or something. Really? It was the 40s a minute ago. Yeah, it was the 30s. 30s now, 20s. Got more on that? Well, they certainly played... God, man, you check it out. I just want want to talk about the game. (laughs) Let's talk about the one that they definitely did play. Yeah. And uh, (laughs) remarkable that in 120 
plus minutes, of course, because we'll add the penalty sheet up. Morocco kept a clean sheet. Yeah. They and will do that. They've got a hell of a defence. And did you like it? It was the man born in Spain, uh, Ashraf Hakimi, who settled the tie with a penenka doing his little penguin celebration because he was born in Spain but chose to play for his parents' country I've, of I've Morocco. Never, I've never um, seen or heard of a man's testicles being described so often. Really? <laughs> like everyone's gone, the fucking yeah. stones on him. The fucking stones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The penenka at that position in the shootout. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was quite something, I have to I'm say. I'm surprised he got his little dance out, to well, be honest. I, th- I think um, if you if you were looking at the other team's penalties being as bad as they were, <laughs> yes. probably just think, can't go wrong. No. <laughs> Exactly. They're never going to score I could, one. Yeah. I could fart on this ball. Yeah. They could be taking going. penalties now mm. and still not score he one. Could have so run up. He could have run up and done a sort of a, a clinsman, but like try to dive in header <laughs> and see what, how he got on with that. Absolutely yeah. atrocious penalties. But, terrible. But the, the, game, the game itself was... Uh, it was an interesting one because it felt to me like the crowd played a massive part. Well, I the tell crowd you what, were pumping. There's something they? in that because the King of Morocco, who was seen joining in the celebrations in the streets back home, which I'm sure Charles will be doing if England win the World Cup. Yeah. Because um, <laughs> Royal Air Morocco have, have put on extra flights with subsidised rates mm. um, to, to get fans out there. Mm-hmm. And I think that's been a really interesting thing about this World Cup is we have seen a lot of different fan bases because of where it is geographically. Because, of course, that's what the World Cup should be. Mm-hmm. You know, taking it to other regions. It's just, unfortunately, da, 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 mm. we, know, we, we know all the problems there. Um, but they've had great support, Luke. You're absolutely right. And people were saying about the atmosphere in the ground was quite something. It certainly felt like it through the TV. Uh, I wasn't fortunate enough to be there, but it, mm. felt, it felt like that. It felt like it played a part. Mm-hmm. And it also felt like... Morocco were almost tailor-made opposition for Spain. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to kind of conclusion hunt too much because ultimately it's come down to a penalty shootout. So if it had gone the other way, we'd be sitting here saying, oh, Spain dodged one there and they mm-hmm. got through it. And we could easily say they didn't play well, they yeah. weren't that great, but they got through it. But of course they didn't. And really that comes down to a, a series of penalty kicks, as we know. But I would say that um, watching the game, it felt like just Morocco were a nightmare matchup for Spain, mm, yeah. like a proper nightmare. <clears throat> they they got they allowed themselves to be the thing. With, the, I, the thing with Spain now is football looks like to to us. I think that it's moved on to something different to what it was, say, in that golden period of Spanish football yeah. back in ten, twelve years ago, right? Yeah. But but Enrique, from what I've seen, seems to want to be to to kind of still play that kind of way. Mm. It's almost like he's saying, <laughs> well, "We did this and we had success." So and we're technically a really good team, so mm. I want to do it that way. But it's surprising. But people people moved on, and but I was just going to say you can't. The game's moved on for one thing, but the other thing is you can't really do that if you still don't apply yourself mm. and and show a bit <coughs> of physical robustness and play with a bit of tempo. Yeah, well, and and if you don't do have, any of those well, if you don't have a David Villa in the side as well, he's going to put the ball in the net. But very short of a striker, just generally to link up play as well. Yeah, and I, I find it interesting one with with Luis Enrique saying all that because when he took over at Barcelona. Barcelona had gone through their Guardiola phase, as you've just mentioned, and then they were sort of trying to kind of keep a hold of that as it was kind of dying. And 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 Luis Enrique, you know, it's, it's that old adage of everything has to change for everything to stay the same. Yeah. And Luis Enrique was very clever with that because they won the treble at Barcelona. They did well, yeah, yeah. And he actually, yes, they did play a bit of um, the, the old, as it was called, you know, tiki-taka. But he was a little bit more direct as well. He actually changed it and he morphed that side in really, really successfully. And so I'm surprised he didn't do a bit more of that at Spain. Maybe just he felt he didn't have the players. But it is odd, considering how dominant that Spain side were, and then, of course, that Barcelona side were. I think there was a feeling at the time of, this is it. Football mm. has been cracked. Um, that This is how you do it. And if you play like this, you will just win trophies and you'll never lose again. But as you've said, Luke, it, time has moved on. Um, but you've got to give credit to Morocco, Peter. A very clever side. I, I think that, uh, I think Spain were probably uh, really tired after taking 1,000 penalties in training. That was uh, Enrique's big thing. At least 1,000, yeah. A thousand pennies, and that's what you. And that's like, what you. Well, they were so bored. They, that's why they walked on me off this again. <laughs> uh, a thousand each. Yeah. Um, oh, I don't know what including the goalkeepers. Right. Okay. It was. Oh, was it? Yeah, a thousand it was. each. Yeah. That seems well. He's excessive. A, he's a bit of a funny chap, right? Because we've sort of recently discovered in in this room. <laughs> I know Spanish but people have been well aware of that, of course. The way it's written in the running order here today is that, that um, everyone, each member of the squad, including the keepers, took a thousand penalties for the tournament. Yeah. But right. They but they didn't score a single one. The way that's written is they didn't score any of the twenty six thousand. <laughs> no. I don't think that's true. But they certainly didn't score one. Well, last it night. would. It wouldn't be surprising. Maybe that's why no. the keeper, the Spanish keeper's been quite poor this this tournament. Yeah. <laughs> but but the hero was of course. Was now how do you pronounce? Because obviously people say Bono, but I think it's like Abunu. I think was was one. But of he the... has Bono on the back of his shirt. No, he does. Mm. But I think the way like there was a Moroccan journalist who pronounced his name. I right. Thought, yeah. But then I just thought, you know what? Let's just stick to Bono. If he's got it on the back of his shirt, you you can call him it. <laughs> okay, it. that's absolutely yeah. fine. I very much enjoyed uh, Hakimi, and uh, again with the aforementioned hangover, uh, um, <laughs> seeing him hug his mum. 
Oh, that was lovely. Oh, yeah. mate. Yeah. yeah. Can't handle that sort of thing. Do you know Miguel Delaney was saying that a lot of these Moroccan players have regional Spanish accents? Because right. a lot of nice. them are, yeah. are, are sort of... Yeah. Well, they're from Spain in India mm. once it's what does it feel? Uh, Moroccan. But, but yeah. do, do you know what I mean when I say that, that, that Morocco just proved to be a nightmare matchup for them? Totally, yeah. Because they bullied them out of it. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and you look at um, what I found interesting was the three in midfield. Now, I know they changed it because um, you know, they, they obviously made substitutions because all teams do these days. Um, all this newfangled football with their substitutions and mm-hmm. all this kind of stuff. <laughs> but they, they start with like Pedri, Gavi and Busquets, right? Yeah. And Pedri and Gavi are both really talented young players, as we know, really exciting players. And the future will go on to have amazing careers. Mm-hmm. But even with the inclusion of Busquets in there, who's very experienced, I don't think you could say that he's a physical player. Mm-hmm. I think he's a clever player, and he recycles the ball well, and he's and he and he can. I think Busquets, you could put him down as a bit more physical. But he can be bullied, and he was bullied. Well, and he had no support within that midfield of the young players well, either. I, but I just wonder with Busquets, he's won everything, and he's and, he, and it's it's. I'm not questioning his his attitude necessarily, but I mean, is there a case of? If it's not going quite right, you know, your your kind of sort of desires sort of wane slightly. I, I don't know. I mean, that's maybe another point. But Morocco were excellent. There's there's no two ways about it. Um, we should say that first Arabic speaking country to make it to the last day of a World Cup, and of course they've equaled the furthest an African side has gone at the tournament, and they will fancy it against Portugal despite those six goals. You know, because uh, it's another reasonably local one, uh, of course, but. Uh, you know, Spain on penalty shootouts, we know that England have got a bad record, but Spain have become the first nation in history to lose four World Cup penalty shootouts. They obviously lost one in the Euros in the semi-final, having beaten Switzerland, uh, of course, on penalties. So, yeah, I, I think as soon as it went to pens, Luke, I, I did ask you about the algorithm, but presumably you were too scared to... Uh, <laughs> no, well, the algorithm, I wasn't in a position to roll out the algorithm at the time. Yeah, okay. I, I, lost, I lost the boot disc. No, I didn't. I didn't. Actually, the algorithm did itself a great, uh, great, um, another great um, result in the Croatia game. Yeah. Um, so it's 100% record maintained. That one was easy to predict. Well, <laughs> still got to do it. You did, well, still got to do it. The tapping still counts. And I will never, as you guys know, I will never ever deliver any of you. I respect you all too much, mm. both you in the studio and listeners listening at home, yeah. to, to deliver a half-baked algorithm result. And that is <laughs> that is respect. And I'm not, I'm not that is in, true respect. I'm not in the position to deliver a prediction. I can't deliver one. Right, okay. Okay? Uh, because, um, yeah, I didn't have access to the tools at the time. Right. Very right. involved process. Indeed. And I've got to work so quickly that it's difficult. But anyway, I think, I think, and I think everyone listening will agree with this, just, I think we can all put our minds at rest to say that the algorithm probably would have predicted Morocco. Um, well, only because well, <laughs> only because of no, Spain's no, move, record. Move on, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think it would have done. Yeah, I mean, Spain completed over a thousand passes across 120 minutes, but only had one shot on target. Mm. I mean, they nearly nicked it at the end, of course, when the ball hit oh, the post. Oh, that post, man! <sighs> I was reminiscent a little bit, if you like, of the angle of when Roberto Baggio hit that volley against France in the quarterfinal mm. of 1998 World Cup. Yeah. Is everybody with me? Yeah, I am. Come on. Yeah. Uh, but it, it went just wide. We are. I don't know if anyone at home will be. Well, just trust me. But it was, it was, it was it, nearly one of the great World Cup goals. That, that goal, well, that, when he hits the post in the very final play of the game last night and it hits clips the outside of the post and yeah. goes out, if that goes in... Well, that's it. That's right up there with David Platts against Belgium in the last oh, minute. An actual goal. I'll take you back even further. <laughs> so it's very, very unfortunate. And I do think that's what football is mm. like in tournaments. It's fine margins. And of course it is. Like I say, you can't attribute too much meaning to things that happen on a on a stroke of luck like that or like anything else. Or like the fact when um, one Moroccan player to sl- Sid tackle his own player mm. in extra time, <laughs> which, which was like that and they was were a, on the attack. I can imagine. Yeah, you can imagine Spain looking around, going, "What can we do against this kind of commitment? Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing we can do." So it's, it's just one of those things. But you are. I mean, it's it's knockout football, and and we know that not always uh, the best team wins the World Cup or even even goes far. But you're <laughs> right. If that goes in, everyone's ah, oh, well, well done, Spain. They kept at it and and, and and nicked a goal. But the fact is, they didn't. And you look at the stats. I mean, Senegal and South Korea had have had more shots than Spain at this World Cup. Bearing in mind, Spain scored seven in their yeah. opening And, and that's a really important point because Spain have got a, a habit in the current current iteration of a uh, the last four or five years. They pass the ball a lot. They get the ball, they pass it a lot. And they and you know, three of the last four games where they've had the highest total passes in a game, they've lost that game. Well, they need to be a bit more direct. Do they need they need someone like Tim Ream in there? Maybe they do, mate. <laughs> Up front. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, they, they're struggling. So since the World Cup in 2010, they failed to make it past the round of 16, which is an odd one because you think Germany, when they won the World Cup in 2014, is that the new quirk maybe? Because France have broken that lovely mm. one where the holders would go out in the first round. Mm. Well, I'm just saying England, just careful. You Fine, know, yeah. we, maybe we don't want to win it. But you don't, if, you, if you win it, it yeah. might not be quite as good after. 
right. <laughs> Italy know from the Euros. They do. Although, although I really want to know what it's like for it to feel not so good after winning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd love that feeling. By the way, did you, see, um, did you see Sammy Leto kicking someone in the head? Yes. Yes. That was very unsavoury. That um, was... Um, yeah, but... Why have you suddenly moved on to that? You, is this because you, sometimes you, you want a bit of savoury. I just saw Pete's mind drifting a bit. You think? You thought? <laughs> Don't you, blame well, it on me. You've upset the horse. Now you're lashing out. Well, because he predicted a Morocco Cameroon final. He did. That's what reminded me of it. Yeah. <laughs> so he's still half in the game. Yeah, he is. He could, <laughs> you know. I mean, if Morocco get to the final, Samuetto's predicted it. Yeah. Will it make up for the fact that on Cameroon he kicked someone in the face? Yeah. He did, he did that sort of. I'm sorry, but not really, because he accused it of being uh, the chap who was apparently winding him up as an Algeria right. fan or something yeah, okay. like that, and because Algeria. Uh, uh, some uh, Algerians have accused Cameroon of sort of well, cheating uh, right. in, in the qualification for the mm. World Cup. Do you reckon he was goading him then? Yeah, well, that's mm. what Samueletu is is suggesting. And then he said, you know, well, actually, you know, if, if, if Algeria need to stop their fans from saying this, mm. and you sort of think, yeah, or I'll but, kick every single one of them. In the face. I mean, I mean, <laughs> you don't really, Samuel. You need to understand that you know Ireland fans will talk about Thierry Henry for the rest of their lives. You know, yeah. England fans will talk about Maradona for the rest. Of, you, you know, that's just, can that's you just imagine the way it goes. how many yeah. Yeah. Uh, he opens his YouTube <laughs> channel, Terry Butcher specifically. Specifically, <laughs> yeah. this, this Algerian YouTuber probably opened his um, YouTube little page and he'll have loads of messages from just every last solicitor in town <laughs> going. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's got his pick of the bunch. Oh, mate. He That's could do right. like a big open casting for that. <laughs> he could do pop idols, yeah. but with solicitors. I'm talking minimum guarantee. Yeah. I'm talking no win, no fee. You can have my car. What, what, We're going to win. Okay, how, let's, let's put it on Marcus then, Pete. Please, you know? put it all okay. on me. He's upset at me for bringing this up. I'm going to throw it back at him. Are you right. talking about former Southampton man, Sophie Ann Buffel? No, I'm not. Just wanted to mention Southampton. No, no I'm not. I'm going to say, oh, you're <laughs> upset at Eto behaving like that. Yeah. yeah. If Terry Butcher yeah. kicked an Argentinian fan in the face <laughs> outside, outside Wembley uh-huh. in front of the Bobby Moore statue right. on St George's Day. I want a little bit more. <laughs> uh, Captain Tom in heaven looking down. <laughs> going, well done, lads. What's, it, what's he eating? <laughs> He's eating... Um, Cornish pasty. Pasty. Pie pasty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> would, you, would you applaud it? No, I wouldn't. <laughs> Because my arms would be in the air. Uh, no, of course. You'd, you'd be painting your face. That was very naughty. Well, I'm just asking the question. Just a bit uh-huh. of fun. At least yeah. Butcher would know how to bandage him up. Yeah, okay. that's true. You know, that's yeah. true. Um, but yes, no, we, we we wouldn't endorse that. Obviously. Sorry about the, sorry for derailing it. I thought Morocco were excellent. They were. <laughs> I thought they were great. Are we still talking about that? Are we? Yeah. I but they, they, had, they had chances later on, like the, when the player um, tackled his own player. Then there's another one that was uh, he, he should have uh, hit it as hard as he could, but he tried to cross it. It was just it was really really good. All jokes aside, Buffal was brilliant, and he and he yeah, he's got uh, some good players, and, and he did a job on Lorente, didn't he? Yeah, you've could, but you called it earlier in this in, the, in this tournament. I think a couple of times from my memory, Marcus, saying that you thought Morocco were a really good team. Yeah, and, well, and so it's proven. And Ziyech, of course, looks uh, fantastic as well. And Ziyech was he was out in the cold. Uh, and the last the manager team, and and, yeah. and 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 the new man came in only not, only a matter of months ago, August, I believe. Yeah, and got yeah. really got them going. I, mean, he, I think the, the manager won the African Champions League. Right, okay. Um, and he's, well, I think, uh, my details on this are a bit sketchy, but I think he's the, I think he might be the first Moroccan manager to win it, Moroccan coach to win it. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, look, he's he's having a good time, he's big wallet. And I think that, <laughs> big wallet. Well, I think that's... Another one. Yeah, well, I think, <laughs> I think that, that having a a Moroccan manager in charge mm. is has is, is made a big difference because often the African teams would get in a European coach or... Or something mm. like that. Whereas now, you know, you, you look at it, he gets it, and they're, they're having an amazing time. Um, sorry, just um, to, to say, he's actually the second Moroccan coach to win it. Uh, many apologies to Hussein Amalta, who won it before him. Uh-huh. I knew he was one of the very first. Anyway, it's good to get that apology. But, but what, what I'm saying is, he's in great, he's in great pedigree coming into this tournament. Well, he is, yeah, yeah. Right, everybody. I, do you know what? I think it's time for a break. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them, and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash ramble. It's mad how quick it changed. Did they? Yeah. yeah. So, it, like for me to go in with, with with Duncan, obviously Stubbsy, obviously all of them who I've, I've grew up watching, and yeah. to then go and play with them, and train with them every day, and mm. and play with them, and then so quickly, I remember thinking he's a crap. Welcome back to Football Ramble, everybody. Good value. I cannot wait for the next Wayne Rooney era. I love him. Now. Wayne, Wayne Rooney has already given me more entertainment. <laughs> In retirement, because yep. he gave me as a player, and he was a fucking good player. <laughs> he's been he's been brilliant. He's that was obviously cat. when he was recalling his joining Everton. But yeah, he's but, just. I think I think now he is the hardest man on the planet. There was a photo. He's of just the, a bit like, yeah. Well, what are you going to do, Marcus? There was a photo of him the other day. Oh my from beneath, yeah. in a mm. suit with a big beard, terrifying. And I could, I just could not stop looking. I at know him. what you mean. I, uh, I just, I hope he sticks. This man's in his thirties. I was thinking. <laughs> <to myself>. He <laughs> looks, he looks as old as time. He looks. His only enemy is time itself. <laughs> I just, like, I just, I, I just, honestly, I just, I just hope he sticks around. I hope he manages to, you know, keep, keep going with the management thing. Because I just want to see him around. Oh, we, we want to see I him. I just want to see him. Around. I think, I think he's, the, I think he's the only, <laughs> the current player, the only kind of former player that's still young enough. Yeah. I think he's above management. Yeah, well, I think he's above it. Do you know? Do you know what he should? I think it's a waste of his, well, of his so, time. So I, was, I, I, I mentioned a couple of times. I, I, I did a job. I did a job with. Um, it's a waste of his time. I did yeah. a job with Wes Brown, and he lives near, quite near Torx Ferguson. And he was saying that. Um, do you want to apologise to Wes for the Twitch stream the other day? By the way, what? Well, a lot of Wes Brown content on the Twitch stream. What? Where I revealed that he had a jam vent calendar. <laughs> yeah, full of jam. That's Not wrong interesting. with that. I really like him. Good Carry on. Yeah. Uh, and he lives quite near Sarah Ferguson and apparently if you're walking down the street and Sarah Ferguson will come up behind him and hit him on the back of the head and he said what can I do? He's yeah. old. You can't do anything. <laughs> I can't do anything. Yeah. Take him on. You can do whatever he wants. <laughs> I think that's bloody charming just the idea of, yeah. of managers yeah, 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 just yeah, jumping yeah. out of a hedge and just smack yeah, and then running he's, he's still the boss. And then he's, he's still, still the boss. The boss. And, and, and I get those vibes from Rune Rooney like there's no fucking about with him he's just he's, he's large Ferg- and in Fer- charge. Ferguson's yeah. not, not doing that with Rooney. <laughs> exactly. No He'd way. get one right back. If they remade Indiana Jones in the Last Crusade, <laughs> right? You know the old boy at the end who's like the the uh, the keeper of the look at him. Let's have a look. Get that picture of He's Rooney got a up. Picture of Rooney up. No, but you know that. <laughs> if they remade the Last Crusade, you know the old boy at the end who's kind of like the the knight who's um, guarding right. the cups. Okay. Yeah, that, that's why. Yeah, Wazza, and more modern take on it. Because yeah. again, he looks old. He looks like he's lived for decades and decades. Yeah. he could defend anything. <laughs> yeah. It just, and, it just looks like he's come out of a fucking lamp that someone's rubbed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> eternal. Old, just old eternal. Chest. <laughs> old chest just, Rooney. It, 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 if the, when the world ends, the mm. heat death of the universe. He'll decide when it ends. Yeah. <laughs> I just think he's great. Oh, yeah. Nice. Ah, look at those four horsemen. They're crap. <laughs> oh, Look how slow they are. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh dear. Right, Peter, you've got something up your sleeve. I've got something up my sleeve. Always, always, I tell you. I've got an email, got a message from uh, Chris. Uh, the discussion the other day about how bad slash unfair slash boring the enlarged World Cup format will be uh, shows a high degree of ignorance of football outside of Europe. No, Europe, no it doesn't, Chris. Europe is heavily... <laughs> Europe Mark is gone steady, Mark. We don't, we steady. don't want them. Marcus, get, put that knee away. Um, <laughs> Europe is heavily favoured in qualifying. I'm a Kiwi and our team has qualified twice in 82 and 2010. In 2005, Australia hadn't qualified for the World Cup since 74, so it changed federations to Asia in 2006 and has qualified every year well, since. do that then, Chris. You can't, ce- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can't celebrate. You can't celebrate uh, Australia as being a plucky underdog when there are other teams out there likely to play at a similar style level, but uh, uh, on opinions, uh, on the, the opinions the other day will stink the place out. I live in England and in France uh, for 10 years uh, during the mid-90s, so I've seen plenty of top-ranked European sides play dire, turgid football. Uh, I suggest you widen your worldviews a bit. It is, after all, the world game. It is. Yeah, I don't, I don't think you I don't think you can necessarily extrapolate from someone mm-hmm. having an opinion about how the World Cup is qualified for and then their worldviews generally. <laughs> it's quite a specific Well, I think, I, think, I think Chris might have listened to my argument a bit more. Is that I was actually... Ah, he's read your blog. He's yeah. ready blog. Uh, he's I knew I should have blog. taken that blog. He down. says at the end, um, I've, I'm a big fan of your Telegram channel. <laughs> uh, it, well, actually, it was the it was the the actual hosting and and the sort of functionality of it, if you like. Well, yeah. Because if you have 48 teams, you're going to need a whole continent. So this idea of just one nation hosting it is is it makes that mm. idea of let's take the World Cup to different parts of the world. Uh, it's it, it's very very difficult. Well, of course, they are doing that next time with Mexico, US, and Canada. That's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm saying that people going on about actually Doha being this sort of football city-state kind of thing, it's a really good idea. Well, mm. you're going to have sort of 80 or maybe even 104 games. But also, we were talking about the Vatican actual... Vatican City. I they, said it on the WhatsApp. Vatican City. They've Let's got loads, loads of staying in there. Yeah. A lot of cash. You could use the Coliseum. It's just up the road. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. you, you, I think you've... You, it's the group stage. and and But also, as well, the World Cup needs to be a bit more difficult. I agree with him. Like It's admirable to get more teams there. And I think no, that maybe, I, I, but, I, but I don't know if but I actually, do. Well, actually, but you could argue that South America. I mean, people always hone in on Europe with regards to the qualifying for the World Cup. But in South America, I mean, nearly half the teams can can theoretically qualify. Only four this time, though. Well, it's four point five, isn't it? Peru yeah, were close. Four this time. I, I, I would say that I don't disagree necessarily with what you're saying, but I would approach it a slightly different way. I would say that that's assuming the only way to get a, a, a more even balance of qualifiers is to increase the size of it, which isn't necessarily the case. Yeah. You could reduce, you, there's nothing other than the fact that they'll be lobbying mm-hmm. by the individual, um, you know, organizations like UEFA, for yeah. example, in, well, in this example, you could remove 13. It doesn't have yeah. to be 13 European teams. Uh-huh. You could say, look, cause I don't think this is necessarily, if, if we're talking about, uh, bearing in mind, FIFA has spent a lot of their time talking about spreading the game around the world and, and being a force for good, it's all it's all complete nonsense, of course. But that's what they say. Yeah, I don't know if there is any justification for because there's um, six regional organisations, mm-hmm. and in this World Cup, the um, Oceanic Football Confederation have no representation in it at all. Yeah, and I, and I know they have 0.5 or whatever, mm. and they're nowhere. It's, it's, it is absolutely farcical to compare the OFC with UEFA or even with Conmebol. Yeah, you do need to kind of show a bit. And I think there's no reason you couldn't justifiably say that organisation at least gets one guaranteed, yeah. and then you get twelve UEFA mm-hmm. representatives in one OFC. Yeah, because I mean, who's I mean, I, and you could say, oh, well, they're not good enough, and they're going to get tanked. Yeah, but he knows that New Zealand will clean up if that's the case. Well, that's part of the reason for his emails. Totally, it? yeah. And yeah. but also, uh, but we love you, Chris, and please keep listening. Well, um, we know we, we, that's too far. Okay, we like <laughs> judge you. on your merits. We judge <laughs> on your merits. True enough. Yeah, but also though, there was chat of a forty-team World Cup. Yeah. Extending it to that much now, obviously, then well, how do you work that out with the groups and all? But it, it can be that that was one of the options. But they all agreed forty-eight teams is is what they're after. Mm. And I just, yeah, I look. If it turns out to be great, then then you hold your hands up, of course. But but actually, there were other reasons. But I do feel sorry for you know, in particular Africa, of course, because they only get five players out of what fifty odd teams or something. But, but, like but that. we also have to all acknowledge and understand. And Chris mm. needs to do this as well because he doesn't mention this at all in his email. Yeah, the idea that. No matter what FIFA say about why they're expanding the World Cup, mm-hmm. the actual reason is they want to make more money. <laughs> well, of yeah. course, and that's yeah. the only reason they're doing it. So they're not doing it as some yeah. kind of altruistic you know, mm. endeavour mm. because they really feel a deep affinity with the nations of Oceania or, yeah, yeah, yeah. or they want to do right by Africa. They're not mm. doing any of that stuff. They're doing it because they want to make more money. Yeah. And if you're going to do it that way, at least be honest about it. And 
to go one step further, I would say, if you are genuinely looking to improve how the World Cup is operated and giving people a chance, mm-hmm. there are other ways of going about it that don't just involve a brazen, barefaced attempt to grab as much money as you can. Yeah, and, and it, like, this is, this is the, the kind of thing and you get in competitions, you know, why in some competitions are teams seeded? You know, like in the FA Cup, for example, it just names out the hat. Mm-hmm. But some people say, well, no, you, you earn your seeding and actually, you know, what's fair or what's not? There's, 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 a, there's a debate Did, there. Didn't Jonathan have a mad idea a while back about... Um, Wilson? Yeah, about... Um, Making qualification not regional, so you just get put oh, there into w- a group. There was, there was. I think, that, I think that was suggested. So you could. His example was like England could get like Peru mm. and Senegal and mm-hmm. Australia or something. I mean, logistically, that's just impossible. Unless, unless I think he, what he was saying was you would do that qualification put in one go. And we pay place. all the qualification in Qatar. <laughs> oh, what? So have all of the matches in one kind of. Yeah. Mega stadium match sort of thing. Like a no, in like one period of time. Oh not, right, not I thought you meant like just have like rolling, <laughs> rolling matches no, no. from like twelve in the afternoon like to a, midnight. A comic relief game, <laughs> yeah. twenty hour long game. <laughs> anyway, let's do it for comic but relief. Joking aside, I do I do thank Chris for getting in touch. Um, mm. It's a really interesting conversation to have, and I think you know it's something that will come up more and more as we move into this new era of World Cup. So thank you to Chris. Speaking Indeed. of... Uh, I, just don't, I just don't think we should say we love him. No, okay, that's fine. <laughs> we his, respect his opinions him. might be terrible. We <laughs> respect him. Yeah, we respect him for getting in touch. Yeah, exactly. yeah. well, if you want to get in touch, show at, the, show at footballramble.com or tweet mm. us at footballramble. There we are. Did, do you know that Rule Fox managed Montserrat in 2004? What, think, what yeah, a gig. What a gig. That's uh, huge, isn't it? Yeah. I didn't know that. Is it huge? Well, for Rule Fox and me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The latter, maybe. <laughs> Good old Rulo, Rulo. All right, chaps. Uh, it's time to talk about Portugal 6, Switzerland 1. Wow. Fernando Santos took the handbrake off. And it turned out the handbrake was Cristiano Ronaldo this whole time. <laughs> I bet you can probably buy a branded, yeah. licensed Cristiano imagine Ronaldo handbrake. handbrake. Imagine, imagine if Southgate was like, oh, I see. What, all right. Harry Kane dropped. No. Yeah. <laughs> Just say it, I'm dropping Cristiano Ronaldo. He's going, he doesn't play a few. Uh, the, headline, the headline of this game was, what a goal by Manuel Akanji. Oh, now you're talking. <laughs> Popped up at the back post. According to Ali McCoy, he probably should have used his left. Yeah, he should have. Yeah. Right, Ramos's, was it Ramos's first where he just... Oh, what a goal. Getting elevation yep. up into nestling in the top left. I mean, I don't know how he managed to do Very it. Very much so used good. his left. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, was, it was an absolute peach. And, and of course, it's the first hat-trick of the World Cup. Yeah. Uh, Ramos became the second youngest player to score a hat-trick in a World Cup knockout, just behind a certain Pele in 1958. Mm. Uh, the youngest man to score a World Cup hat-trick since uh, Florian Albert of Hungary in 1962, and the first man to score a World Cup hat-trick on his debut since Miroslav Closer 20 years ago. 2002, I remember that, against Saudi Arabia. Mm. I think. It was, yes. Yeah. How about that? So it, w- it was a really interesting game as far as, I think, obviously very, very bad night at the office for Switzerland. That mm. can happen, knockout football. I think, I think sometimes what happens in these types of games is that teams will concede, and, then and, and I think they conceded maybe a couple after about half an hour, right? And then mm. they go, shit, yeah. we've yeah. got to do something here. Well, and Switzerland don't have that much going forward, do they? No. no. And the, but they all, I think, I think in a way... Well, well no, they've got some good players. They, they haven't shown much attacking in, uh, it's intent. Not, not the way they play, I wouldn't say. No. But no. in a way, you have to admire the fact that they've said, it's a knockout game. If we're going to lose 2-0, we might as well lose 6-0 mm-hmm. and see if we can try and force the issue. And it turns out they have lost 6-1. It was not yeah. ideal. And I'd rather lose 2-0. Like well, that. I was going to say, for, for fans of Switzerland, it's not ideal. But it's not particularly ideal for people who maybe selected them as their dark horse for the tournament. But you must be gutted <laughs> as well, Luke, because, because your favourite goalkeeper of all time, Jan Sommer, he's conceded 6. He was nowhere. He didn't play that well. Yeah. Um, but I don't think he could have done anything about a good handful of the goals. I know you'll always defend peaches, him. You know, he's Boston, a brilliant goalkeeper. You do love him, and, uh, and the word love is definitely used there. Oh, is it, I lo- do I like him more than I like her email of Chris? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen Chris in goal. Well, both have contributed to the football chat mm. exactly, today exactly. on the Football Ramble, and we no, thank I, them both I, for that. I, I, I think, Marcus, you're being you're being a little bit mischievous there because I think you know that just because a goalkeeper can see six in the World Cup knockout game, he doesn't become a bad keeper. I think if, if they'd have had another goalkeeper, I think Switzerland would have won 1-0. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, saving that first one. No problem. <laughs> What was great though is you have Ramos who uh, comes on, he's full of energy, full of youthful exuberance, but it's that man Pepe who got one of the other ones <laughs> who, who scored a thumping header as Clark well, Tilsey for a man of middle age. Disrespectful because surely middle age is when you reach 40. What are you Pepe's going for? Ju- Pepe's just off that. He's what, cracking on. Just. 39, yeah. What age, what age are you looking to live to? In what age do you look at your in, in your mind? You go, if I get to 90, yeah. I'm happy with that. Yeah. Then 45 is middle age, isn't it? Well, depends you know. on Pepe's expectations. He's ah, lived his life as a professional athlete. He'd probably live a quite a long life. True. Yeah. Well, he became the oldest player ever to score in a World Cup knockout match. 
It's fantastic, considering the records it, Ramos had and doing. And then it's a testament that. to how long his career's been. He said, there was a time when I just never wanted to see him do well. And now he scores a goal <laughs> in a World like, Cup oh. game at 39. You're like, fair enough. Do you think age... Well, they say age, in that side, don't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Age, age mellows you, and it mellows your attitudes towards fellow uh, older people, perhaps, as well. But it is remarkable. We talk about Thiago Silva being a force of, and maybe even a freak of nature at that age, doing that well. But Pepe's in there as well. Mm, uh, but with Ramos, though, uh, up front, pressing, making runs, and so on, it looked like Joao Felix couldn't believe his luck. Yeah. That he had to, when he got the ball, he was like, oh, he's, he's actually making, I've got someone to well, slot he's, it he's, to. <laughs> yeah, okay. It is absolutely insane. Yeah. And in a, in a way, a real testament to the cultural power that Cristiano Ronaldo has, mm. that it's even been much of a debate that, for example, the principles that anyone who watches football reasonably carefully knows, like, i.e., if you have a player who presses from the front for you, who makes runs for you, who makes it difficult and who opens the pitch up a bit more when you've got the mm-hmm. ball, players like Bruno, mm. particularly, who has a good time compared yeah, to his... He's, uh, he's been, he's been yeah, pretty good. Yeah. Can actually do more. Mm. So are you saying that Fernando Santos was vindicated with well, dropping Ronaldo and starting Ramos? It gave him a bit of identity. <laughs> but, but the thing is, it doesn't... And it's right that we started this chat about this game talking about Ramos because it's his moment. He scored mm. the hat-trick and he's the one who should be getting he's the He's 21, wise. he's playing in their league as well, which can't be... Is it he he won't be for long. No, he won't be for very long. But, no, but, the point, but the point is, it's very easy to make this all about Ronaldo, which I'm sure we're, I feel like we're going to go on to do. I certainly will anyway, because that's that's the big talk of the... Um, Talk of the uh, talk of the time. Well, and the fans but, were chanting his name as well. Yeah, but what a night for him! What a night for Gon- mm, Gonzalo Ramos. Yeah. You know, we can't not talk about him. His movement and his impact on the game was so strong. Um, the way he finished. I mean, the third one, the dick is full of confidence. Yeah, mm. and that is worrying for other teams. Because the confidence I, of youth. Well, totally. I think that that has taken everybody by surprise because Morocco in the next round, and then after that, it will be France or England. I think everyone who thought well could get Portugal over you're thinking right well how do we, we play against Ronaldo and I think with Morocco with their energy with their guile and so on they probably think we'll do a job on it's it it's a really good game mm. yeah now it's like oh right hang on we've got something else it's to the think best about. thing that could have happened because now he hasn't got to have a conversation with yeah. anyone the manager he can just say we're going to carry on yeah and I think I think what Ronaldo's finding out actually the hardest way I can think of of any big mm-hmm. player is he's finding out what football does to everyone there's yep. no exception to this and that's that it moves on yeah and He's fallen foul of his own ego because when you're a player as good as him, you can do it all on your own terms until you can't. And now he can't. Yeah. And it's a really, really heavy fall for him. He could have managed his retirement mm-hmm. really respectfully on his own terms. Professionally, he could have done it like that. But his perception versus the reality is going to hit him really hard. And the manager should be in a position where he can pick whatever team he wants. Mm-hmm. And the justification what he did last night is there for everyone to see. And that's tough for Ronaldo. I th- mm. I, and it makes me feel like I wish I was there when the foot, I wish I could see footage of Ramos going back into the dressing room mm. and Ronaldo was there if he was there because well, we he heard again that he left early. Off, yeah. Because it would have been like, it would have been like a dad coming back early from a house party or something. <laughs> it would have been. It would have been like a kid having an amazing house party. Everyone's having a great time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unexpectedly, the dad comes home. The spectre. And everyone's looking at their feet. And how Ronaldo can't see mm. or refuses to see the impact that that has <clears> because <throat> that's obviously the case. But do you think when you talk about, it, you know, he'll fall very hard and he can't see... Well, he thing. is falling hard do right you, now. Do you think... Piers Morgan has added to that. <laughs> I think, uh, Pier- I mean, Jesus. Pier- Piers Morgan. I'd have loved to have seen Piers. Imagine that. Oh, he's been texting me that he's not starting. It's an absolute disgrace. The first yeah. one goes in. Yeah, well, Ronaldo is the second one. Yeah. The third. Yeah. Shut up, you wanker. It's important not to belittle a man's career because he's been the best footballer in the world, uh, by and large, pretty mm. much. Uh, but I can't remember the last time I saw a side be transformed like this. Well, you know it's, it's I mean? incredible. Like, it almost mirrors the side. And that was kind of the t- sentiment um, said in 2016 when he was stretched off. Mm. Like, oh, now we can play a bit more. Well, <laughs> like they'll galvanise to, the, to a certain yeah. extent. But, but, but he's, 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 had an, he's had an awful year. Exactly. Uh, and it's for, not... He's had an awful year um, privately. He's had an, And I, I, I don't know many people who can come back from that. Mm-hmm. And he's losing he... his career in the same year. I think there's big, obviously bigger things at play. I, I think, but it, I'm not. But I'm not. But it's his attitude. I'm, his not den- yeah. I'm not trying to denigrate his career. I, I no. respect. But you can't. He's, he's one done. of the best exactly. athletes of mm. all time. But, but hang on, because I think the argument I'm, I'm making has been missed. I'm not trying to denigrate his career. I'm saying he's denigrating his own career. Yes, and we are bearing witness to that. Mm. Like, like his his sister came out on Instagram saying it's a sh- it's shameful that people are humiliating a man who's given so much to the game. No, no, we're not. Mm. What, what's happening is mm-hmm. Cristiano Ronaldo's put himself in a position mm. where other people are having to make decisions yep. and he could have done it on his own terms and many, many great players over the years have done exactly that and he's refusing to mm-hmm. and he can't see 
the, the, the reality in front of his eyes because he's taken, in his own mind, he's taken a team game yeah. mm. and made it all about him and only him. Yeah. And other people have been forced to make these decisions that he's well equipped to make for himself mm. and is so good and so respected as a player and a figure in the game that he could have done it himself yeah. and he hasn't. And this is a tough pill for him to swallow. Mm. He's in a squad yeah. where he should be celebrating how well they're doing getting to the quarterfinal and perhaps going even further. And he's not. He's leaving mm -hmm. places early. He's leaving Manchester United early. He's dropped out of Manchester United mm -hmm. and is now going to play somewhere else. Like He can't see it. And I think it's sad. And I think the people close to him should intervene and say, come on. Yeah, you've got. I don't think he's that. It's like Elon Musk, isn't it? No one's going to doubt of Elon Musk. You would think you would think a big machine. He's basically Elon Musk. You'd think like someone like Ronaldo would be surrounded with advice merchants, PR, and art stuff. But I don't think he is. Like he's, he just seems to be a very lonely man operating a very, very lonely. You know, last last couple of years of a career, really, and it's kind of like. The national team, uh, the national team in football, has room for vibe merchants. You know, the Spanish mm. team carried one. Pepe you know, Reina. Pepe Reina. Like mm. you can be that kind of elder statesman, fucking let's fucking get into them kind well, of guy. Well, you you can right. be that. You could be like a like a half coach, yeah. you know, kind of bit part, you know, five minute here, five minute there player, mm. and enjoy yourself. But because of the competitiveness that you need to get to, to get his to level, you, are, yeah. you, are, you become legally insane. <laughs> yeah, well, no, but no, you, you are spot on, Pete. And I think, you know, as, as people were pointing out on Twitter, it was like, it's got so bad, he's trying to claim goals that he never scored. With that one, no, it, no, it touched my hair. It didn't. You know, and... and Footballs will always do that. Though, yeah, that was particularly bad. I mean, you know, how much is enough? Yeah, do you know, <laughs> but do you know what's not sad? What Marcus is saying is sad though, Pete, isn't it? Yeah, for someone but, to mean, be reduced but, but, to that. But with regards to what you're saying, I mean, look, he did celebrate the goals, and he did look like he had a because smile he, on his face. And he, it he like always a... knows he's just constantly in watch, doesn't it? Was it's it... a very high pedestal to fall from. It's a very visible pedestal. Was it a rehearsed it? smile? <laughs> Almost <laughs> certainly. But, but the what fact is, does but it, what you said, read. but what you said is correct because, and and Fernando Santos said, you know, we need to define his role in the team, and it's true because you you have to start Ramos. In the next, we just have to. Yeah, it's no, there's no option now. Joao Felix and Bruno Fernandez, who have been good in this tournament, were brilliant last night. Felix, in particular, mm. had a lovely old time. He, as I say, he couldn't believe he's got this player to, to to slot the ball in, and that's what he's there for. But but with Ronaldo, you're right. There's an ounce of humility needed here, and maybe we will see that in the rest of the tournament, depending on how far they go where he needs to kind of go, right, okay, I'm Cristiano Ronaldo, all the players will listen to me and, and what I've done in the game. You know, he has a voice in that, in that, in that, in that dressing room. Are you going to use that voice for good? But also, if they do need something and the game's got open a bit more, what a man to bring on. You know, mm. right, let's get the ball in the box. So let's try and do but that. Only, and, only if he'll embrace that role. Though. Yeah, but exactly. And that yeah. goes back to your points mm. about he needs to do this. So, so we shall see. Mm. Um, I mean... A Messi v Ronaldo final, Argentina v Portugal. That's something we could do without, isn't it? <laughs> it's, just, it's just dead, though, isn't it? It's like, it's like, it's like Pacquiao v Mayweather. Should have happened about eight years ago. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Oh, dearie me. Well, um, yes. Uh, I, I I find it interesting, though, what, what this Portugal side, because I think they have gone a little bit under the radar. They haven't now. Uh, they've very much uh, put themselves on the radar. But they have talent. If you look at that starting eleven. Look at some of the defenders they've got. You know, Diaz and Cancelo, we mentioned Pepe. Okay, he's old, but incredibly experienced. Look at some of the boys they've got in midfield. I mean, you know, my man, Joao Polina Fulham, who I think has been one of the best midfielders in the Premier League this season, he can't even get a kick because yeah. uh, of who they've got on there. But, you know, Bernardo Silva's quality. You know, we've, we've mentioned uh, Fernandes and Felix. You know, they've got pace. They, they can definitely score goals. You'd fancy them against well, Morocco, but then we fancied Spain I, against Morocco. But I mean, this it, is the thing. So I, I would. So no I, one will really want to play them. You're talking about this in context that if England get past France, they may play them in the semi final. Well, whoever France or England would potentially play them, although Morocco, you know, I'll, I'll be honest. I'll be honest. I've been so down on Cristiano Ronaldo's contributions in the recent six months or whatever. Yeah. Knowing that he's a part of the Portugal squad and knowing that he's such a big figure, I never really considered that Santos would be brave enough to drop mm. him. And so well, he was I, looking for an excuse, I think, and, I, and I, it probably was. But I don't, I didn't think, and I still don't think that they can beat a good team in the latter stages of a big tournament with Ronaldo leading the line for them. Well, so I never considered that would be a problem because I thought, okay, well they're going to basically find it tough because yeah. the reasons we've talked about. Now he has found a way. Mm -hmm. I genuinely think it's as dramatic as that. I think it's possibly even a monkey off everyone in this Portugal squad's back. Yeah, right. Apart from 
Cristiano Ronaldo's, of course, he yeah, still yeah, thinks yeah. he can do it, and I kind of understand why. Um, so it depends how they approach the Morocco game, but I think if they carry on the way they played against Switzerland, who I did think had an off night, and I do think are capable, actually. Yeah. Um, so I wouldn't read too much into it. Um, they um, they could have a real effect on this tournament, mm. but Morocco are no mugs. You've been saying it all tournament. I agree with you. I was really impressed with them against Spain. Um, if they can lift themselves again, as you said, it's a bit of a derby again for them. Yeah. If they can lift themselves again. That's the trick. Because I, I felt like Japan couldn't really lift themselves against Croatia after the exploits of the group stage. Well, exactly. If you can maintain that mm. momentum, I think they've got a, they've got a chance against Portugal. I think that, I, I think of the four quarterfinals, yeah. I would say the England-France is a, is a coin toss. I think... Um, Netherlands-Argentina? Again, I think that's probably a bit of a coin toss, but uh-huh. I think Brazil and Portugal are favourites for there too. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Well, we could have an all-Portuguese-speaking final. We could. Of course, yeah. Different parts of the draw. Um, I don't think Roy Keane would be happy with that because... You're you know, not talking we... about Eric Dyer, are you? <laughs> <laughs> all squeeze him in the back door. Because <laughs> yeah. uh, Rafael Leao, he, he did a little bit of dancing when he scored the sixth goal. We know Brazil like a dance mm. and we know Roy Keane doesn't doing his punditry thing on the telly. Uh, he said very much that he didn't appreciate the dancing from the Brazil players. Yeah, this was a bit of a mad one. So, <laughs> like, A jig. Yesterday morning, yeah. everyone lost their minds on Twitter. They did, yeah. Because... Twitter's like the best place for this, isn't it? If you like that kind of thing. People have a real big opinion about something mm. and then the people who think they're wrong yeah. or are almost more strident than yeah, their yeah, other yeah, opinion yeah, that's right, yeah. and the whole thing, everyone just loses Let's their mind. Let's call it off. Let's call it off. <laughs> I, I find it a very odd... You're talking about the fact that they didn't, Roy King, Graham Sunez and some other mm. um, suspected Brexit voters didn't um, didn't like Brazil <laughs> oh, dancing. Uh, oh, come on, come, up, come back at me then. Roy Keane? Didn't probably think probably didn't get a say. Uh, well, it, uh, he might yeah. have done. Uh, well, anyway, I think. That... L- let me put it this way. What's the point in getting involved with that? Yeah. <laughs> I would say that not every <laughs> two disrespectful points there, Sir <laughs> <laughs> Not everyone who disliked the dance voted for Brexit, but every Brexiteer disliked the dance. That was mm. a fine tweet of yours. Yeah. Well, there we go. Um, but I think with yeah, but th- 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 that, you're right though on on social media. So when Roy Keane says, "Well, they shouldn't be done," that just that goes very much with what he thinks. We all knew he thought that before mm. he said it. So why then go mental? It's like going, if they want to dance, they can dance. Yeah, yeah. Cool. we know that as well. Yeah. What is the point of any of this? The mayor from Flashdance. <laughs> yeah, did actually, yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Brazil's manager, Chichi, has, has, has hit back at Roy Keane. Uh, not physically, though. He said, there are always the nasty ones who say it is disrespectful. <laughs> it is a demonstration of joy, a celebration. The nasty ones. I, I don't want to ever become the guy, the older guy who doesn't like to see younger people having a good time. Do you right. know what I mean? It's, it's, yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah. like a bit of a... No, you just need to just go, shut your mouth, innit? Yeah, you just yeah. got to go, I don't like that, but yeah. I'm not going to say anything because I look a million years old. I enjoyed mm. uh, uh, old Ronaldo um, doing the oh, uh, yeah. dance on the telly. Yeah, come on. With a Charles and come on. fantastic well, stuff. That's lovely. I mean, the Brazilian broadcaster's uh, TNT Sport said on Twitter, Hello, Roy Keane. Don't like the dancers. This here is Brazil. See if you can do something like that. Which <laughs> <laughs> then Keane did a bit of river dance. What do you reckon the chances are that in the next broadcast that Roy Keane's policy on, they get him to do a dance? I think you've I've heard of wild horses couldn't do that. No, but but I, would, I would say one thing that makes me embarrassed because I know Roy Keane's Irish. I like Roy Keane generally. I think he's a really great um, presence on TV. I think mm. he brings a lot. Uh, in a different way. Um, but the thing that annoys me about it mm. is that British, it's a British broadcast. It's basically a reflection of Britain. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say he's Irish, but it's a reflection of Britain. Mm-hmm. So we already have a reputation around the world as being quite stern and quite stuck up. As, mm-hmm. and, and, and it doesn't help us. No, dan- no dancing, please, with British. Exactly. Yeah. So we're guilty by association. Yeah. But the other thing I can't. Are really... you saying he's stitching us up? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, he is like a super agent. <laughs> I, I can't get my head around the, the idea that, like, the build-up to a World Cup always is like, what a great celebration of different cultures. Yeah. The world comes no, together no, in football. No, like, Stop dancing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> What's the matter with you? And now some, some Brazilians have a dance mm. and everyone loses their shit. Well, I tell you what, I don't know what Roy Keane will think of this, but Chesney Hawks, that man who was at the centre of everything at this World mm. Cup, incredibly, he's hoping to help England upset France by singing I Am The One And Only on a camel. <laughs> And the camel owner, Ali Hussein, said, Chesney is a great guy. He can come and ride on my camel any time he wants. Oh. What's Sounds going on here? Sounds like a euphemism. What Steady. is going on here? Lovely stuff. Yeah. Sit between my humps. Um, the, uh, it's weird, isn't it? I didn't expect there to be so much <laughs> it, Chesney Hawks. It really is weird. Republica were on at one point, I think, uh, in one of their performances. Ready to go, it's, yeah. uh, it's really whoever they can, who they can get on a business class flight to... Hard, you know Rick Astley's turned it down. <laughs> oh, I was guaranteed. <laughs> my, fr- my friend who, who's, who's uh, working at the World Cup as a cameraman said mm. that they he he filmed Chesney Hawks in the half-time thing. <laughs> 
and obviously I had to go through quite a lot of rehearsals and Pinnacle. stuff. Mm. And he says Chesney was a very, very lovely man. Oh, he was, yeah. I've, I went to like a 50th birthday party and Chesney Oxford was performing and apparently you stuff him like five grand or something and he will just do his own song twice. Only five grand. And he'll, but then he'll do... <laughs> no, he does his own song twice. Though. He does his own song twice and then he'll do that second single from, from was it Buddy? Or was no, that, I don't that, know. Or, uh, I really don't. Anyway, and then he'll do like Come As You Are by Nirvana. <laughs> he'll right? do any track. So, so you just give him the you just, just give him the five tra- grand. Yeah, just five. Well, I think it, he might be a bit more expensive now he's done the World Cup. But I mean, I'm fairly it, certain yeah. it was that amount of money. Spotify's only nine ninety nine a month. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Roy Keane, not coming off fucking party. I don't mind Chesney Hawks, but I don't want to see anyone dancing to him. Right. Okay. okay fine. No dancing. Fine. All right. There we are. No World Cup tomorrow, everybody. Oh. Uh, so uh, yeah, no ramble. Uh, there are some barnstorming friendlies around, though. And, of course, a little bit of FA Cup action. Tonight. Your heart wasn't in that, was it? Heart's just not <laughs> it in really it. was not. Heart's not in it at all. Yeah. Oh, dear. We'll be back yeah. on Friday morning previewing those first two quarterfinals, Netherlands versus uh, Argentina and Croatia versus Brazil. Netherlands-Argentina is a classic. Mm. Arguably the... Cl- I know Jim Campbell loves the idea of Mexico being the ultimate World Cup team. Okay, okay we'll chop it. We'll, we'll break it down. That's the that's a very first-round World cup fixture. Yeah. Mm. You know, even though they have met in the knockouts before. Netherlands-Argentina is a... They've got history. Iconic, iconic game. I, so, I, someone made it a point, it's like, a, it's like an arcade machine. Like kind of yeah, it a is. football arcade machine. I'm, I'm predicting the first red card of the World Cup in that game. Oh, no, it won't be with it because Hennessy got sent off, didn't he? Yeah. Okay, well, but, knockouts. First, first, World, first red card of the knockouts. Yeah, good good, good call that. Hennessy will stand up as being the best red card, though. I think it was really funny. <laughs> It was a very funny record. Last Wells left a legacy on this tournament. <laughs> Indeed, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Well, the, uh, Santos doing what Page didn't do. Yeah. He put the old boy on the bench. No. <laughs> uh, but, Not the old boy. You yeah. can't do that. <laughs> well, you can't nat- do that with the cameras on. You they are Yogi Love. They naturally fall that way anyway, don't they? Not this old boy on the bench. <laughs> <laughs> what is Rob Page doing? <laughs> God, yeah. Turn the other page, Rob. Uh, <laughs> not that. Um, well, yeah, we will be back, of course, previewing those two quarterfinals, and that will be in your podcast, Thingy Majigs, at the crack of dawn. So keep an eye out mm. for that. Thank you very much for listening to the Football Ramble, part of the ACAST Creator Network. Thank you, Luke Moore. Thanks. Thank you, Pete Donaldson. Eden Hazard has quit international football. Bye. Bye, bye. And so have we. There we are. We've done <laughs> it. Officially, days. we're out, aren't we, boys? <laughs> if Hazard can't do it, then neither can we. Goodbye to the junk in the trunk. <laughs> See you on Friday. Football Ramble is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.